Jack, are you going to call me out? No, I'm not, because I don't even know what you said last week. I don't. All know. right, all right. Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of Loogie. 56? Which follows episode 55 of Loogie, of course. I'm your host, Zach, here with Jack and the lovely and beautiful Andrew. You're oh. telling me we're doing this for the 55th or 56th time? Yeah, this is 56, That's man. That... It is amazing that we have that much crap to talk about. It's pretty unbelievable. 50... Yeah, it is unbelievable, isn't it? To think yeah. there's guys that do this every day. Of course, they all suck. Oh, us, my but, gosh. Save it for the know. What's Bothering Jack segment. All right. <laughs> since last episode, since last episode uh, the Mets are 6-3, and three, still first place in the standings, a game Yay. ahead of the Braves. Just one. Uh, it's been a whirlwind. We took our first sweep from the Cubs, the mighty, mighty Cubs. Hey. Bounced back with a sweep of the Pirates, and then the three, uh, we won a three-game series against the Brewers. So there's, there's a lot to talk about. Let's get right to it. Andrew, what did you notice from this past week? Well, this week we clinched the playoffs officially, uh, which is exciting. And the first time since 2016, which is kind of sad to say. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I know we, we've had some not great teams, but it doesn't feel like it should have been that long since we last made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, very exciting that we're at least in it. Obviously, we still want to lock up the division, but it's a good start. And my biggest thing I noticed from that game, not even really a game thing, but after they clinched, you know, they you got all the players coming into the dugout, and you could tell how much the players love Buck Showalter. Like oh, they yeah. were all giving him these big hugs, like talking to him. You you could kind of hear what they were saying and. It just seems like there's not a lot of managers where the players would react like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it does seem like just the relationship there is really good. Yeah. I, I think these are players who appreciate being treated like grown men. Yep. But also, these are guys who are going to react to the way Buck leads and act like grown men. Um, and they just want to follow his lead. And so, yeah, I agree, Andrew. That was really nice to see. I agree as well. Obviously, Buck has has been a huge upgrade from Jack's uh, favorite manager of all time. Oh, man. Ro- <laughs> Rojas <laughs> last year. I know we, that we had a lot of good things to say about him, but Buck has just somehow surpassed surpassed all the great things yeah, he brought last am- year. Amazingly has surpassed that guy. Uh, but yeah, the Cubs sweep. The Cubs sweep was great for me uh, and hard for me. You know, I, I, hate, I hated that it had to be the Cubs to do it because I was happy and sad at the same time. A, a big whirlwind of emotions for me, guys. I, I know you guys were feeling sorry for me. Um, you weren't thinking about you at all, <laughs> honestly. Um, but go ahead anyway. But it was great to bounce back and be at the Pirates for I think it was a four game series. Yep. Uh, which was great because you know we're supposed to be beating teams like that. We did it, and then we go to Milwaukee where they're fighting for a wild card spot. So it's a team that's not going to go down quietly, and uh. Obviously, the big comeback game, 3 nothing after the first inning where I think McGill pitched for less than an inning. And then Lindor hits a grand slam, put his back on top, and we never looked back. That was a great yeah. game. Uh, bit big for the club because after yeah. that sweep, you know, it was, it was rough. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're back on track. Uh, and the biggest, the biggest stuff has been... A lot of a lot of bullpen changes coming on here. Let's let's talk about well, bullpen. Don't, 
what what about my observations? Don't I get oh. to observe? Well, I thought you cut me off when you started going ahead of me. I so didn't I, cut you I thought off. You were... I said, "Tell us more." After I cut you off, I said, "Tell us more, Zach." No, no, no. You, you went before me. Remember? Because I didn't was say dead. anything. And... I haven't said anything yet. No, no, yeah, you did. Remember, Andrew was talking, and then you started talking, and I was like, okay, Jack. I interjected a, a side comment, not a main observation. Point. Well, you know, sometimes you go before me, sometimes you go after me. I didn't know if this was one uh, of those times my where you were anyway. going before or after. So we can we can send it over to Jack's observations now. All right, well, it's nice to go to Milwaukee, <laughs> take two out of three from a team who does try to, is trying to make the playoffs. Um, we're, we may talk about this more later, but it is disheartening to see that we got four hits in each of the last two games. Only four hits. And, of course, yeah. we won the one game with the two big home runs. So that's mm -hmm. a little concerning. Um, we're a little banged up. We're going to get to that. That's a little concerning. Um, but a real quick nod of the cap. Hot tip of the cap to David Ross with the Cubs. They're 500 since the All-Star game with really a really crappy lineup. And they're playing hard. They're playing well. <laughs> and unlike what we saw in Pittsburgh, which Gary Cohen called out the Pirates twice, on they seemingly have given up and seemingly don't care anymore, which they definitely look that way. The Cubs yeah. are quite the opposite. And that starts at the top, same as it does for our team. So David Ross, I believe, is someone to look out for as someone who's going to be a very good manager and maybe for even uh -huh. a better team at some point. I like it. So, no, he should he should stay if he's good. Yeah, like uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Let, when Buck go. retires, he'll come coach. He'll come manage the Mets. Hey, how about oh, that? how about that? That sounds yeah. great. Um, yeah. uh, is, are you done with your observations, Jack? I don't want to. Yes, moving right along. Okay, I just want to apologize for you know. I know what it's like to be cut off and <laughs> have interjections <laughs> during your own uh, <laughs> segment. All right, let's talk bullpen, Andrew. Uh, we saw Peterson McGill come out of the pen. What'd you What'd you notice? What'd you like? Big big overhaul for the bullpen. Really, three guys coming back. You can add Drew Smith into that equation too. Yeah, yeah. Very happy to see. We've been talking about it for weeks now. Peterson moving to the bullpen. Hopefully, it's you know soon enough that he can, as long as everyone else stays healthy, that he can you know come out of the pen come playoff time. Mm -hmm. And the thing I really noticed with Peterson is he was throwing the ball hard out of the bullpen. His his uh, yeah, <laughs> picked up. He he came in, I think it was last night, and first fastball I think it was ninety seven or ninety eight, yeah. and all of them were right around you know from ninety six to ninety eight miles an hour. And yeah. I just went back and looked, and as a starter, he was averaging right around ninety three miles per hour on his fastball. So he's yeah. ticked up quite a bit with only throwing one inning. And, you know, a, a big lefty like him throwing that kind of velocity is something we can really use as long as he can limit the walks. So I think he is definitely going to be the biggest, I guess you can call it, addition to the bullpen as long as he can stay there. Um, McGill and Smith, it's it's early. They've really only made one or two appearance each. Hopefully mm -hmm. they'll they'll settle down and they can be at the worst middle relief options. Uh, but yeah, Peterson, I think, is going to be the big guy there. No, I think, um, well, Peterson has a couple things going for him. Well, one big thing going for him. He's excellent. He's very good at getting right-handed batters out. With his changeup mm -hmm. away mm -hmm. and his fastball and that back foot slide, of course. I mean, the, he's got all the tools to get both sides of the plate out. And he's going to be very effective, I think. He's going to be very strong for us. as long Now, when he made the start, his last start was when he got knocked down in the first inning. 
He walked the first guys on three batters. All three went to three and two, though. But his changeup away again. The Pirates started nine right-handed batters against him that night. Not that that matters. But his changeup away was just missing the plate. He likes to come in with the fastball up and in. That was just missing the plate. And so he didn't even get a chance to throw the backdoor slider because he couldn't get those pitches over. Walked those three guys, and as we both, as we all saw, he just started, I got to throw strikes, and I can't walk anyone else, and then he got knocked around a little bit. But I really, all three guys, the first three batters went to three and two. He's just missing by a little bit, so I don't think he's anything concerned about. But we're going to see a lot of peace in here the rest of the year coming out of the pen. McGill, I don't think there's any way this guy's going to make the playoff roster. Gary was saying he might make it, he might be this, he might be that, but there's no way... As good as much as I like Tyler McGill, and we all like Tyler McGill. McGore. It's McGill McGore, yeah. It's <laughs> McGill or Gorilla. It's too late in the season for him to get enough opportunities and, and chances to say, hey, look, I'm a starter, but I could also throw out a pen. There just isn't enough time for him. So, But that's okay because we don't really need him right now. Uh, Smith, well, Smith is going to make the roster, and it, the, the jury's still out. We haven't seen enough of him to say he's the Drew Smith he was before he went on a DL. Um, he 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 threw hard. He threw he threw well. Um, other than giving up the home run, he, he threw with heat. So he looks like he's got the strength. Um, so yeah, I'd say Peterson, Drew Smith, McGill. No way. No way. No way. All right, uh, Andrew. What's J Rod v Miguel Castro about? Uh, I think this is the the trade Joel Rodriguez and Miguel yes. Castro kind of. Now that we've had basically a full season looking back on both of their numbers, uh, really looking at them quickly, both numbers are pretty ugly. They're both four ERA or above. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they both have a one four whip. Yeah, I recently Joelli has looked pretty good, uh, but he is very inconsistent. So not not the most trustworthy guy. I think I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on record right now. Joelle is going to be clutch in the postseason. Joelle, I've always had just random faith in Joelle. Mm. I'm, I'm I can see it. I can definitely putting, see it. I'm putting the hopefully not reverse Lukey curse on him because I'm talking about him being good. He's going to be great. Uh, I make. I don't make really? a lot of predictions what? on this show. I'm doing it. Oh. I'm doing it. Well, Write to me, down. as long as he doesn't make his mistake against a right-handed batter, I mean, lefties are no problem. I mean, the bottom line is with the trade, you know, we have May, we have Lugo, we have Drew Smith. We've got plenty of righties in the pen going into the season. So it wasn't as if Miguel mm -hmm. Castro, as much as I thought he pitched well for us last year, it wasn't like we could not eat. We didn't have bodies to replace that middle inning righty reliever. So could we have gotten better than Jay, Joel, Joely than Castro? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. But his performance here lately has been definitely on the uptick. So it'll be nice to have him come in when you've got um, some tough tough lefty coming to bat, like Sadahora O, or um, if Babe Ruth is coming to the plate, some tough <laughs> lefty to batter. Uh, it'll be nice to know Joelle's out there um, to go get him. Is so. Sadahora O, is that something from... That movie no. where they talk about there's no crying in baseball? What is that? No, Sonny, well, Sonoro oh is the greatest Japanese baseball player of all time, the all-time home run leader there. Whoa, whoa. And, and also... That's Ichiro. Um, that's a trick. That's a trick question. There's an answer to a trick question. Are you ready for the trick question real quick? 
Is the answer is out of horror? This batter. Because I'm ready. When the question was asked back in 1975, this batter batted behind in the lineup the two greatest home run hitters of all time. Who was the batter that batted directly behind the two greatest home run hitters of all time? It's a bit of a trick question. No. Sadahora O and Hank Aaron were the greatest home run hitters, had the most home runs of all time in organized baseball. Davey Johnson, former Met manager, batted behind Hank Aaron in Atlanta and batted behind Sadahora O when he played in Japan. No so way. Was that, 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 was, that was a trick question because you told me the answer was Sadahora O. Man, no, that's... he was part of the question. That's a cheap shot, man. All right. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about who's going to make this playoff roster here? Who's going to get kicked off the playoff roster? And I also want you guys to talk about the fifth starter that may or may not make the playoff roster. Uh, Will Smith sucks. Will Smith? Yeah. He sucks, but he's not on the Mets. Huh? Will Smith Who? is not on the Mets. He's an actor. <laughs> Who, who's the what? Smith that we have? Drew Smith. Drew Smith. Sorry. Will, Will Smith is also a pitcher, is he? isn't he? All right. Enough yeah. of the host. Andrew, give me your thoughts on the on the five starters in the bullpen. Give me real quick. Who who may or may not get in? So I think... Will Smith. It is kind of a tough because Drew Smith, was, Drew Smith was so good for us earlier in the year. That if he, you know, he shows he can still get it done over these next week or two, I could definitely see him making it over McGill. Um, yeah. So I could see, you know, dropping McGill and then, I don't know, it'd be hard for me to, I guess you could drop Trevor Williams for at least the first round because yeah. he's kind of the guy that, Whoa. you know, he, he comes in when the game is already lost, but for the playoffs, that's... yeah. Kind of pointless. You could put anyone out there. Yeah, I would think Peterson replaces Trevor Williams in yeah. that role. All right. What about Taiwan Walker? Fifth starter or we're talking Carrasco. about? Because Walker pitched great last night. Yeah, they're both. Carras- Carrasco did have that tough start, but before that, he's been yes. pitching absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be hard for me to leave any of them off, I guess. You know, some of them could maybe come out of the bullpen if needed. Since Trevor Williams would be gone, they could kind of move into that role. Or, you know, if there's a spot where you don't trust your relievers. Let me ask you this. Who do you think Buck Showalter and uh, Hefner have more faith in? Carrasco mm. or Taiwan Walker? Carrasco. Come down, who do they more faith You say Carrasco? I, I've, I've had more faith in Carrasco all year just because Andrew. of... Okay, mm, that ahead, is <laughs> so. That's actually a really tough question. I that's might to come down to. That's who your fourth starter is. Might give the nod just slightly to Walker, mm. but it's like it's neck and neck because they both are a little inconsistent. But when they're on, they're dynamite. My yeah. thought is they're going to go with the veteran if when they if and when they have to choose, it'll be Carrasco over Walker uh, over Walker only because of the veteran status. Yeah. All right. What do we got for injuries, boys? We, we're all banged up. Andrew, who's in the hospital? A little bit. We had uh, Brandon Nimmo left the game last night. Uh, early reports are he is day-to-day. I think his, they said his MRI came back clean. So we do we have the Woo! day off. I, I could see him getting the day off tomorrow and then, you know, coming yeah. back on Saturday. Yeah, at early. 
and then Starling Marte is aiming to return in this series as well. Uh, I'm not sure, awesome. you know, at what point, but hopefully we'll see him at some point against his old team also. Well, and the other the the, the question becomes for Buck, and it's been a question for a few weeks now. Um, you know, win the division versus keep your guys healthy. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so I don't know what the priority is going to be. It's going to be a question of how well they feel, I guess. You know, they're going to tell Buck, I'm good to go, I'm not good to go, and then they're going to they're going to go out there. But, you know, if 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 DeGrom and Scherzer do what they do, then we won't have to give a crap who's on the, uh, who's out on the field because True. it won't matter. So uh, I, I, I would say I would try to win a division right now. I would say I would push these yeah. guys and say, look, I want to win a division. And um, so, you, Marte, I know you're banged up a little. McNeil, I know you're banged up a little. But, you know, get out there. And they will go out there. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You never know what's going to happen in those short series. You right, gotta, exactly. you gotta aim to win the division. I, I agree. You gotta. Then, then you can all rest and get healed up and right, etc. Right. So I, I think that's a way to play it. So Jack, I'm just the, I'm just the humble host, but I have noticed that you like your small ball. You were complimenting. <laughs> <laughs> you were complimenting yeah, David I like Ross my small on balls. his. You're right. You, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to go there, but um, oh, okay. uh, you were complimenting David Ross on his coaching of the Cubs. You know, yeah. they played some good small ball, a lot of bunts against us. You noticed Nito's bunting recently, Jack. What do you, what do you want to talk, what do you want to talk well, about that? Well, I just had a laugh because um, <laughs> <laughs> Keith goes, oh, here comes Nito. It was first or second. I think it was first or first or second and nobody out. Is he going to bunt? Well, yeah, he's going to bunt. And he, he bunted unsuccessfully. But Keith goes, he's our best bunter. He's our best bunter. And I said to myself, he's our only bunter. <laughs> Nobody tries to bunt on his team unless they just do something goofy on their own. So he says he's our best bunter. And then he fouls off two. And then, I don't know, he grounded out or fired out or popped out or something. But when <laughs> he said he's our best bunter, as I say, he's like, he's our only bunter. So yep. um, it's nice to see somebody bunting and moving guys over. Because we talked about earlier this year how it does... Um, it has resulted in success and some runs that we might not normally have gotten. So anyway, Keith, he's not our best bunter. He's our only bunter. So, now, when am I getting hit by pitch? What's going on? I'm getting hit by pitches all the time. It's this is crazy. Uh, yeah, the the Mets last night. I think Guillaume got hit by a pitch to set the record for most in a single season from any team. Yeah, baby. Uh, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's just been nonstop all year. You know, it's the classic guy gets hit. They immediately cut over to Buck, see what kind of reaction they're going to give him. Uh, but I think there are a few funny things that came from that. Uh, one was, you know, after, after Louie got hit, you see Buck like asking for the ball, uh, you know, to, to keep <laughs> yeah. it as yeah. like a, yeah. <laughs> a little token, yeah. which Memento. is always funny. Hilarious. And then the other thing is they were talking to uh, Canna about is just a post game interview, basically like, oh, why you know why do you think you get hit so much? And you know he gets hit. He is the most on our team. I think last year he led the league in hit by pitch, uh-huh. and he's just like, yeah, I don't really know how to answer that question. Like, guys like to pitch inside on me, and uh, I don't move. And he just <laughs> said it, said it so hard, so straight face. It's so funny. 
You know what? I, well, I was thinking when he was getting interviewed afterward, I'm like, it'd be funny if somebody just threw a ball at him while he's standing there inter- being interviewed. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have done. I would just throw a ball. Nice, <laughs> a nice soft toss right in his chest. Maybe, you know? So, yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. happen. Canna's on the day-to-day because Jack decided to throw a ball well, at him in the interview. Well, you know, getting hit by a pitch is just an oddity. It's just a... It's just a fluky thing, and the fact they set a record probably doesn't say much about anything. There's a lot of oddities in the game. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. Uh, you had a pirate <laughs> game oddity. Good setup. First, wanna... three, get, go ahead and set it up for us, and we'll try to guess what the oddity was. All right, I saw an oddity I've never seen before, and I asked you guys to watch the game in super slow-mo, just the first two batters in super slow-mo to see. You said three you... batters. Well, I knocked it down to two to see if you guys oh, could – if. To see if you could see what I saw in live action, and nobody else saw it. Nobody saw it except me. Well, right. we're gonna guess. We're gonna was, guess. Maybe well, we did I'm gonna see get, it. Well, let me finish, and I'll give you a chance. Peterson and I—he walked the first three batters and got knocked out shortly thereafter. Within the first two batters, it was an oddity in that game, and I don't. Know, I want to know if you guys noticed the oddity. Anybody want to take a shot? All right, Andrew, do you want to go first? Yeah, I definitely didn't notice what Jack's talking oh about. I was gosh. I was watching and I was just trying to pick up something just like weird things. Like you had a, a few of the batters had really weird eye black, but I was like, Jack definitely wouldn't point that out. No. And then like some weird stuff after they got walked. And then based on the hint you gave us earlier, I was thinking something with like three batter minimum, but I don't think that's it. So I don't I don't even think I have a guess. Oh wow. Zach, anything? Um, well, since it, since it was three batters previously when I was when I was taking tedious notes, I did notice that I did notice that every walker, every walk was was a six pitch walk. So it yeah. was the full count, yeah. you know, without any foul balls after two strikes. So everybody saw six pitches and then it ended up in a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed Chris Morrell got a left side of the plate pitch right side left side right side left side right side so it's very he was varying his pitches on side uh, over and over again then suzuki comes up and i'm noticing everybody behind the plate takes out their phone when suzuki comes up and starts recording i thought that was only the japanese fans did that the american people didn't do that it, it was a large white man I noticed uh, the most with a stubbly <laughs> beard, and I no. think he might have. I think he his wife like, was his wife was Japanese sitting next to him. I think he looked like he might have been. He looked like he might have been recording with the with the camera pointed towards his face and didn't know it. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then Suzuki got a left, 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 right, left. Uh. Uh, but that's like that. That's the only interesting things I noticed, to be honest. And that wasn't that wasn't. You know anything historic? Right, I don't. Right, think. Let me let me just tell. Let me just tell, tell you guys. Is. Yeah. What is okay. it? Okay. Uh, Morel walks to lead off the game. All okay. Right? Peterson throws over to first, and Morel dives back into the bag. Right. And I'm like, oh, he dived back into the bag. He got there before the tag. Two or three pitches later, Peterson throws over again, and again, mm-hmm. Morel dives back into the bag safely. Yeah. Yeah. The difference was the first time he dove back. The oven mitt was on his left hand, and he dove back in with his right hand. The second time he dove back in, the oven mitt was on his other hand when he dove back in. So when he got on base, he put the oven mitt on his wrong hand. Mm. So he dives back in with his bare hand, 
and he, if you watch it again, he gets up, and you could see a sheepish grin on his face before the camera cuts away, and he kind of smiles and mumbles something to the first base coach, and he actually starts to touch the glove itself, and then the camera cuts away. But then he had switched hand, he switched the glove onto the other hand, and then when he got the throw over, the glove is back on his correct, that is his right hand. Huh. Now, I saw that live action, and I actually wound it to make sure I saw what I saw. But, yeah, no one else saw that. Just... I, think, I think I could probably tell you why that is. Oh, I, think, I think if you're going to steal the base, you want it on your right hand. No. Because you're going to lean. Yeah, you're going to no. lean your body around, and you're going to touch second with your right hand. But if you're going back to the base, you want it on your left hand. To dive back and lean to the left. I just told you he dove back with his right hand, with his bare right hand, the first time, with a glove, the dove mitt on his left hand. Oh, so he, you're saying he just had it on the wrong hand? For he had it on the wrong hand. Huh. So he dove in twice, first with his bare hand, and the second time with the glove, both with the right hand, both times. So, so you think he dove back with the wrong hand? No, but he, he had the glove on the wrong hand. Okay, and when he dove back the first time. With this his is bare the most hand. uninteresting no, noticing something I've ever heard. I, I didn't tell you it was interesting. I said it was <laughs> odd. I thought this was going to be so <laughs> I, cool. I know. I never said but that. Just, I never said that. Put, he, this is like a guy putting the sock on the wrong foot. <laughs> have, you ever seen a, have you ever seen a guy dive back into the bag twice with I'm his sure right hand? happened. I'm no, sure once you, with the glove, I'm sure and once you've with, it seventeen times. Nobody puts the glove on the wrong hand. Let me put it this way: if Wayne <laughs> Kirby was a if Wayne Kirby was the first base coach for the Pirates, that guy would have put his, the glove on the correct hand. <laughs> All right, I said it. Wayne Kirby is the best glove putter honor in just, the league. Last That's comment: Just be aware, I saw that live action, noticed it right away. Nobody else did. Moving along. It seems like. It's, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's let's, all about you're me. Right. You're right. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, let's, let's get off the Mets for a little bit. And let's oh, talk right. players of the week mm, yeah. from around the league. We're not going to pick Mets because, you know, we're an equal opportunity podcast. Andrew, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Aaron Judge. <laughs> podcast oh. over. Podcast over. I hate to pick a Yankee. <laughs> yeah, you should hate to pick a Yankee. But I, I don't think we can continue to ignore <laughs> what Aaron Judge is doing right Fine. now. And you know what? It, I can ignore. You know why? I don't even know what he's doing. So all right. Well, ahead, well, here, here we go. I have to preface these stats by reminding everyone that Aaron Judge he is in the American League, which Slow we all know softball. we all know is a baby league. So uh, but he's yeah. still having a pretty <laughs> unbelievable year. He is currently leading the AL in batting average. He's hitting 317. Home runs, he has 60. Making and RBI is 128. Cool. So he is he's on pace to win the first triple crown since Miguel Cabrera did in 2012. And the second one since Carl Yastrzemski did it in 1967. What? Uh, so you got a week and a bit left uh, for him to maybe secure that. Uh, but Judge also leads the entire MLB in war, on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, runs yeah. scored, total yeah. bases, extra base hits. 
and you know he does have the advantage of you know those crappy AL pitchers throwing to him, so maybe it skews <laughs> the stats a little bit. But yeah. uh, he is just on another planet right now. Me and Zach have said it. I don't know why anyone is pitching to him because the rest of that Yankees lineup, other than maybe Stanton, is just not good at all. But for some mm-hmm. reason, he's still getting pitches to hit, and he's cranking them out. I got, I got, I got two words to say about Aaron Judge. The first one is big. The second one is deal. Big deal. <laughs> he, okay. he is a big deal right now, Jack. You're right. That's oh, true. He he nailed it. Deal. All right, Zach, who you got? Uh, who do I got? Yeah, who do, do you, you want, got? Are you sure you want me to go? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. I got a guy that we played uh, this week, Willie Adamas of the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I, I'm watching him uh, in the batter's box. This guy is the Shakira of baseball. Oh, he's so twitchy. You guys see those hip Yeah, oh yeah, I love that eyes. little hip twitch. That, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's the most distracting thing, thing yeah. I've seen from a batter yeah. ever. I think like he shows his butthole to the pitcher. He's completely turned yeah. <laughs> in his backside, and it's like, yeah, I I know that Soto's got the Soto shuffle, but this this mm. hip thing is yeah. absolutely mind bending. I, I couldn't focus if I was if I was throwing this guy. Also, mm. maybe the best goatee in the game. It looks like somebody painted it on with a sharpie. <laughs> just, uh, just an interesting fellow to watch. He had a yeah. good game against us. Uh, I, I personally am a huge Willie Adams fan now, uh, and that, that's my player of the week. You're picking a play of the week not based on statistics, but other issues, and, and I, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. He did yeah. have a pretty annoying week against us. He had yeah. a lot of home runs, yeah, he but did. he's the guy. I don't know if you guys remember. He's the guy who was on the Rays and he couldn't see the ball. At oh, yeah. Tropicana Field. Oh yeah, and they traded him. And since he's been on the Brewers, he's been lights out. That's right. By the way, that hip twitch—that's how he says hello to his girlfriend back in the Dominican. Oh yeah, because she gets all the games on satellite. So he's like, "Hey, honey." Uh, all nice. right, my, my guy. We just finished playing guy uh, Jack Sawinski. Hey, you remember Jack Sawinski? I, how could I forget? He batted eight. He bats eighth in their lineup. Okay, Jack Sawinski. Has been up 300 times. He struck out 100 times. So he's striking out in 33% of his plate appearances. In his last seven games, one for 20 with 10 strikeouts. But what I love about Jack Sawinski and what drew my attention to him, he has 16 home runs on the year, but only 28 RBIs. 16 home runs. And I mean, how is that possible? But yes, so he right now, and I looked this up, of all home Major League history, players with 15 or more home runs, he has the lowest RBI to home run ratio. And uh, the way he's striking out, I don't see him, um, you know, any of that changing. But 16 home runs, 28 RBIs, that's just incredible. Incredible. But that's my player of the week. Uh, speaking of home runs and incredible, um, Albert Pujols. Oh, man. Is he, is he juicing? Andrew, we'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, tell the truth. Um, you know, well, you know doctor. yeah. Well, you know, Albert has he's Albert's lied about a few things uh, throughout the years, mainly oh, his yeah. age. Uh, yeah. He's you know probably ten years or so older than he says he is. Um, is he juicing? I want to say no, but it's more fun to say yes and think that like. <laughs> The MLB has just decided to kind of look the other way on this one. 
and uh, see if he can just get 700 because it'll be fun to watch. Uh, maybe him and Aaron Judge are both kind of, they're just like, you know, we'll, we'll let these guys do their thing for a year, uh, bring <laughs> well, some yeah, fans absolutely. back into baseball. So uh, it's it's a possibility. If he gets tested positive, you really think they're going to call him out at this point in his career? Exactly. And ruin this gorgeous, beautiful story? Of course they're not going to do that. Since 2013, the last 10 years, you know how many times he's batted over 255? Once in the last 10 years. He's batting 262. And who knows what he's batting in the last month or two, because he's been red hot, because he wants to get to 700. We all know it. He's got 19 home runs and only 3 and 20 at-bats. The guy's on fire, and he's a dead, flat juicer. There's no doubt about it. Nobody <laughs> at afford, nobody afforded you could do this when they've been broken down and beat up for the last, literally, let's let's face it, five or six years. This guy's has been a broken a broken wheel. So the guy's juicing, and they're not testing. If they find him positive, they're not going to call it out. So you know what, Albert? Go ahead and do it. I could care less. So he's um, juicing. I have one question for you, Jack. What kind of juice do I like? Are you a religious man? (laughs) Because it sounds like you don't believe in miracles. Oh, Oh, that's what this is. You don't believe in magic. The magic of sports. You're you're a New York sports fan. You saw the Giants take on the undefeated New England Patriots with, 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 with... Eli Manning, one of the most crippled quarterbacks you've ever seen walk the face of the yeah, earth. Right. And he, he was in the crucible, right. in the furnace, and he came out and threw a pass. Yeah. Just, it just, well, it just it, miracles happen. Did sports. you ever see Eli Manning without a shirt? Uh, sure <laughs> At the beach? Sure Eli Manning without a shirt. He ain't on steroids, let me tell you right now. <laughs> I'm, sure you've seen, I'm sure you've seen him on the lake uh, in Virginia. I have. He lives down, down there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't it's think, in Tennessee. I don't think Pujols is juice, and I think um, I think he is using witchcraft, which is completely legal, and there's nothing against it. Well, he is from the Dominican, so it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> you can edit that if you want. Oh, no, don't edit. What, uh, what else we got oh, that's here? The title, that's the title of the episode. All right. What, what moving on. Cody Bellinger, watch what's happened. Well, Cody it's finally Bellinger. come. It's finally come to a head. Dave Roberts finally said, "Oh my God, I got to bench this guy." Uh, he's finally spent. I mean, he signed a seventeen million dollar one year contract. Uh, they're not going to resign this guy. They're going to let him walk, of course. Um, and they got some other guy lined up to play center field next year, or maybe or, or this year because he's already been benched. But it's what's really interesting about Bellinger. Here's a guy who's batting average. Well, he's batting two hundred, by the way. Here's a guy whose batting average is 35. Yeah, he's above. He's way below it. So he's batting 200, 139 strikeouts. Okay, his batting average is 35 points higher than last year. He's stolen. Uh, his stolen bases are up. His home runs are up. His slugging is up. His OPS is up 100 points, and he's still benched because they're so totally telling me he's having a great year. Stinks. He totally stinks. So, Loogie, head of the curve. Cody Bellinger, future Pittsburgh Pirate, to the bench. All right, what's next? Um, well, you're up next, Jack. What's pissing you off? What's pissing me off? Ah, you know, I really like how we're playing. I mean, granted, the last two games, we didn't get a lot of hits. But I think the pitching is there. So, not a lot's pissing me off, honestly, right now. Um. Other than Aaron Judge, because all this Aaron Judge talks drive me crazy with the <laughs> 60 home runs and all. 
Because then every time these guys hit 60 home runs, we have to relive the steroid era with McGuire and Sosa. But um, so you think than, he's losing? Is that what you're saying? Other than the premier, other than soccer games getting canceled in England because the Queen dying, uh, nothing's really pissing me <laughs> off this week. So we can move right along. All right, I'm glad that you're in a good place. We're gonna do a quiz this week, and we're quizzing Andrew this time. Andrew, we're doing, we're doing a current player who will be a Hall of Famer, what? and uh, and Andrew, go ahead and and you know start your twenty questions. So you're saying it's a future Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, it's a current player who will be a future Hall of Famer. Interesting. Okay, so there's not um, that many. There's not that many players on that list. Is he a pitcher? No. Does he play in the AL? Yes. Oh. Does he have over 3,000 hits? Most definitely. Is it Miguel Cabrera? That's right. Oh, oh my man. goodness. How fast Jeez, was that? that was very fast. Oh, Thank my you. God. Putting Jack to shame. I, I take no pride in anything I've answered. <laughs> wow, really? Answer. You, yeah, you... Oh, big deal. Anybody could do it, apparently. Even Andrew. Well, there's, <laughs> wow, there's quite okay. quite a limited pool of uh, future Hall of Famers right now. Hmm. You know, I, all right, thought... I got it. All right, question for you. Trivia question. All right, go ahead. To qualify for Hall of Fame, a player must play ten complete seasons in the major leagues. This player voted for his playing prowess, not any other reason, got in the only player to get in by playing less than 10 seasons. What was his name? Who was it? Hmm. Um, do I know his name? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. You should know. That that doesn't mean anything that he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Uh, uh, did Lou Gehrig die of Lou Gehrig's disease before he played uh, 10 years? He played a full, he, he got 15, 16 seasons in. Um, Andrew, Google it and give me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. Uh, right. Is it Addy Joss? Addy Joss is correct. Is, is that Dave Joss's great, great, great well, You know, that's a good question. That's a good <laughs> question. We is. don't Definitely. know. We don't know, but that would be good to find out. Join um, us next week for nepotism in the MLB segment. Eddie Joss <laughs> played from 1902 to 1910. He got sick and died in the offseason. After nine seasons, he was 160 wins and 97 losses with a 1.89 ERA and a 0.968 whip. And by special ballot, he was voted into the Hall of Fame, not having played 10 years. That's all the right. greatest whip of all time. That's a pretty good whip. Oh, it is, isn't it? Son That's crazy. Well, no wonder he got in. And that was before they invented whip. All right, <laughs> so what do we got next? So Joss is in. We all have a chance if he, if that bum is in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lord next we're mercy. moving on. We're moving on to the worst umpire of the week for week 23. Mm -hmm. Who's going who's gonna to follow up Nestor Seha? Yes, I didn't, I didn't want to do this, but I think I have to blame... Uh, Ted Barrett for getting me sick because <gasps> his performance was Ugh. just absolutely disgusting. Was that, oh a, was that a Met God. game? I think he did do a Met game and I think he did a bad job, but this one was even worse. That is terrible. This guy's filthy. This guy's disgusting. He's he's a he's a disgrace to umpires everywhere. Jack, give me his age. 
He's done he five World Series. He's 57, so he's oh like on the border. Gosh. He's on the border, but apparently... He's ancient. <laughs> and he's from the Buffalo, New York area, so... Uh, oh, it's a disgusting awful. place to be from. Or go to, <laughs> or go to school. And then he disgusting. moved to California, which is where he belongs. Oh, my gosh. Look at that one ball. It's basically right down the pipe. Oh, my gosh. And he must have had it out for somebody. I can't believe you're spreading this disease, Andrew. How dare you? All right, <laughs> let's move on. Week 23's best pitcher of the week. Maybe it'll be the cure. Best who umpire? Got. Do you mean best umpire of the week? Yeah, who did I say? What did I best say? Best pitcher of the week. Oh, best pitch which, caller. Which... Best best pitch decider <laughs> if balls oh, or strikers of the good, year. That's good transition. Well done. Pick it up. The Eddie winner Joss. for this week is actually a guy who – He's a two-time Joe West Award winner. What? He uh, sucks. But he he somehow turned it around for a magical one incorrect call performance. Uh, Ramon De Jesus. Ramon. Uh, we have him in here as Ramon of Jesus. He. <laughs> I don't know. I I think he is a really bad umpire. I think he just somehow uh, you know had a little hot streak and magically yeah. only got one wrong call. So they I guess I guess case. good for him. We got to be. Happy for the guys who suck, who put in good performances. I'm taking this as he's listening to the podcast and he's turning his life around because we're, com- we're coming for these guys. He's 39 years old, but let me tell you how good he is. In 2017, he umpired in the Little League Classic in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, no. So he can't what? be very good. Yeah, that's, what? Right. that's right. He sucks. Well, okay. Well, that sucks. makes sense because th- there they train you to have a huge strike zone. So yeah. maybe, that's true. maybe it's... Just like his upbringing was wrong in the. Uh, when you're a kid, you got to be swinging the bat. Swing the bat when you're a kid. Can you imagine That's taking true. balls in the backyard? Yeah, your friends will be all over your ass. Boring. Yeah, exactly. Come on, swing the bat, buddy. We can't all throw strikes. All right, let's move on. Role player draft. Uh, we're doing that at the end of the year. Yeah, I want to. It's the music music of the I week. King it. of the beach. Mm. Waves with a double V. Uh, Jack, yeah. Jack, you listen to this album? Yes, I did. It was a beautiful thing. Any other questions? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, you know, I love this surf punk yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I love the take on the world, the very sunny side of this surf punk uh, approach, which I really liked. I love baseball cards because it's kind of a chill wave, very chill song, and that was a really relaxing. And then they got back to rock and roll with a little super soaker, an idiot. So that was some thrashing stuff there with Super Soaker and it. Good thrashing punk music. So the songs are, they're not like dirty punk. It's a well-produced record. It's kind of a glossy, shiny, punky sound. So it's a clean sound, and I like that better than the old down-in-the-dirt uh, punk rock like the Pistols, and etc. So I really enjoyed this record. I love the whole lo-fi. I, love, I loved... Um, Post Acid, I think, was one of my favorites, and definitely um, Super Soaker. So, yeah, uh, this record was killing it for me. Oh, I gave it an 8.2. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Because they threw in some good synth action, too, in there. So, so that was fun. You know we love our synth. Yep. All right, I'll, t- I'll take it away from there. I also enjoyed this record a lot. I was listening to it in the car out of my phone at the beginning, and I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, you know what? I didn't do this justice. And then I went to the gym and I was running and listening to it. That is the way to go. It it made me go from I was you know running at a mild six miles an hour. As soon as I put on King of the Beach, I was running nine and a half miles an hour, <laughs> ten miles an hour. It 
it gets the blood pump in this album. This is a dancing, action-packed album. I liked Super Soaker a lot, Jack. I liked When Will You Come. That was a more chill synthy one. Baseball card was one of my favorites. And uh, Linus Spacehead was cool as well. There's, there's a lot of good sound on this. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't listen to stuff like this, but I think I got to start getting in the mood of the album to really appreciate it. Last week, with um alan watts or whatever tom, tom waits i should have listened i should have been <laughs> drinking whiskey at a bar listening oh, to geez, tom waits yeah. and maybe i would have given it a 10 but this album i was in the right space in the right mindset so i'm giving it a 7.9 yeah I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it i i was a fan as well uh the the song i had heard before listening to the whole album was green eyes uh which I do like the sound of it. It's one that gets a little bit repetitive, but uh, like the if you just hear the chorus once or twice, it's really cool. Eventually, you're like, all right, I'm 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 done with this. But yeah, all the songs <laughs> were really awesome. I actually really liked Convertible Balloon, which was a totally different song to like anything else on the album, and it was really yeah. weird. But something about it, I was just like, this is actually like this is strange, but it's really cool. Um, and then a lot of the. I'm pretty much all the ones that you guys mentioned as well. Uh, I could definitely see it being a good running album. There's a few of them with just like the drums and the guitar and just like the right pace to like be mm-hmm. running to it. I get, yeah. I totally definitely. see that. But uh, yeah, I, I was a big fan of it as well. I'm going to go, I'll go 7.7. 7.7. 7. All right. So this was a, this is a crowd favorite. This is yeah, a good one. This will be an good suggestion, Andrew. This will be in what the, we uh, It'll be the in the bracket. Bracket, bracket sure. thank you. I, it'll it'll be in the Elite Eight. Jack, you got you got the next album suggestion. What do you have all for right. us? All right. I am gonna go with an album from a group called The Godfathers. And the name of the album is oh shit, I forget the name of the album. Hold on. Is it uh I'm is it uh Horsehead? Nope. It is Birth is school birth work. school? No, that's not it. Birth school work <laughs> death. Uh Harry Potter? More songs about love and hate. More songs? More songs about love and hate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is straight ahead rock and roll, baby. A little power pop, rock and roll coming out of England, late eighties, early nineties. Just an album that you're gonna want to turn it up loud, baby, and rock okay, the house. Okay, all right. I'm not saying yeah. you're gonna like it, but tell me, tell me how to listen to it. Loud, how, baby. How should I listen to it? Loud. Should loud. I be doing anything with my body? Yeah, you want to be driving in your car to work with this thing louder than heck, because you won't give a shit about how work goes. Well, my my minivan has uh, it. It doesn't play out of the speakers. Oh yeah, well forget it then. I forgot you had that minivan. <laughs> you drive? What are you driving? Ninety-eight Ford Windstar? What are you driving over there? Oh man, it's a '08 Sienna, <laughs> and I, I've been getting a lot of I've been getting a lot of crap at work for looking at uh, uh vans, uh, alternative vans for when this one breaks down. <laughs> uh, my hey. one of my bosses has taken my man card away permanently. Well, tough shit. The minivan's one of the greatest inventions ever in the history of autom- automobile. Whoa! Right uh, there's I, no doubt I, about it. I, I 100% agree. I, I have no you, problem with losing my man card. I told them it was the 21st century and they need to uh, 
get over there, you know, get get past the man card thing. You know, how I many think... people I moved in that van with you guys? How many times I moved you from one dorm room or one apartment to the next apartment? I can't tell you how many times. Probably, so. probably less times than I've moved myself and in, into and out well, of other places. Be. You know, it's it's a you're right. It's a great tool for and those for sliding that. doors too. Can't be sliding oh, doors. You gotta love those sliding doors. Pull up with the sliding doors. Anytime you you need a road trip vehicle, it is the best go-to yeah. road trip vehicle. I'm glad you guys understand. The... All right. Predictions for Oakland. What's gonna happen, boys? Um, I'm gonna. We got three games in Oakland, right? Yeah. Who's gonna be pitching? Bassett goes tomorrow. I'm sure Degrom is gonna be. Um, in the rotation this go around. Yeah, it looks like it's Bassett, DeGrom, Scherzer. We got I the, mean, the aces out there. Shite. This is huge. If, I'm going to I'm gonna take the easy route and say, since we never sweep anybody, we've had like two sweeps now this year. I'm going to say two and one. I'm going to say DeGrom gets no offensive support and he loses this game. <laughs> uh, like one to nothing. And um, we go two and one on this road trip. Andrew, what do you got? We're sweeping them. There's, there's no doubt about it. We're sweeping them. Uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I think we're going to win all three. I'm going to agree with Andrew. I'm going to go sweep for one major reason. Each one of these guys are going to want to outdo the other one. This is a little friendly competition going on, and I bet they're already talking about it. Who's going to give up the least hits, etc. Taking the Mets in a sweep. One nil. One nil. One nil. <laughs> there you have it. Love to hear the confidence from the. OG Mets fans. You don't get that a lot. All right. Thanks for joining us for episode 56 of Loogie, Gary. Hope you enjoyed it. Join us next Thursday for episode 57. Hey, you want to do the outro? You can do the outro. I'm just trying to see if I could do your job someday. Oh, there's no way. You don't have the sobriety. Instagram and TikTok at Loogie Podcast. Tell a friend. Rate us how many stars, Jack? 7.4. Uh-oh, don't forget the point four. Yep. And then, uh, you know, maybe someday we'll do role-player drafts, so tune in. Good night, Lars Newtbar. Lars Newtbar, we love you. Uh, we love the whole Newtbar clan over there in the Netherlands. Shout out to Rusty. Good night.